0: home for my vacation are you rested um yeah it but you know it was pretty exciting did exciting things but it was also
1: very relaxing well that's nice I've never been on a cruise I know you were on an Alaskan cruise but I think of cruises as relaxing But you did exciting things, too. That's great.
0: Yeah. So half the time was relaxing and half the time was like doing crazy stuff in Alaska, like flying on
1: seaplanes and landing in the middle of lakes and standing on the pontoons. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't catch me standing on a pontoon. I'm not sure what a <laughs> pontoon is, but I don't like the sound of it. Um, no, I know what it is. <laughs> that, is so, that is so cool. That's that's really great. So yeah, nice it was combination. Because really... you're an yeah. adventurous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was
0: really nice um, because I was able to get out and do stuff. Um, with my ankle, which I'm still in 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 recovery with, but you know it's getting better. Um, but I couldn't do anything too strenuous. But I was able to walk around quite a bit, and um, you know I walked around on a glacier, and um, you know I did try to take the stairs in the cruise ship instead of the elevator to help work off some of the um, many, many meals. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, we went on a whale watching tour and the, um, the captain of the ship said, Well, so you've all been away from your cruise ship for about 20 minutes, so you're probably hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: we have some snacks in the back. (laughs) That's excellent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw some of your Facebook updates uh, and noticed that a a number of them featured food. Yeah, well, we had
0: canapes served to our it's this all sounds so funny we had canapes served to our stateroom every afternoon (laughs) oh wow I want that I know it was so nice and it was just it was just like you know like when you go to a nice restaurant and they give you like an amuse-bouche and it's just like a little bite of something so there would be like three savory things and it was basically like one bite for each of us and then one sweet Nice. And Were there it was cocktails just, or wine involved as well? Um, there could have been, but we didn't have it at that point. Um, yeah. We saved the cocktails and wine for dinner and after dinner.
1: Well, that sounds sensible. Yeah. So you said that you took the stairs. Were you able to do the stairs on your ankle? Yeah, I didn't do a lot of stairs because
0: um, we were on a ship that had 15 levels wow yeah so you know i tried to take if i was only going one or two deck levels i would take the stairs but you know when we were going from we were on 10 and if we were going from 10 to 3 where the dining room was then um i would definitely take the elevator up and i might take it down if i hadn't done much that day mm-hmm I mean, I might take the stairs down if I hadn't done much that day. Yeah,
1: I was just (laughs) through that in my head. Is that what she meant to say? Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Wow. Well, that's great. I'm so glad your ankle didn't hold you back. Yeah, me too. It's good planning with your surgery. Yeah. Yeah. And hard, uh, I mean, good physical therapy and all the stuff you did to set yourself up for success on your... Uh, right, trip, Which is what we're talking about. Way to bring it back to the topic. I know, right? That was pretty good. I'm not usually that, that was, smooth. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Hey, but so, I didn't yeah. get to tell you my, my daily weather report, my weekly weather report, which oh, I just have yeah. to share. That it's like a wet sauna out there. It's... Ugh it's nine i just looked it's 94 feels like 107 and oh gosh it's really unpleasant and i just had to complain but tomorrow it's going to be better it's going to be in the 80s but just today is woke up to rain and it's horrible oh that's awful makes me wish i was on an alaskan cruise yeah i bet (laughs) (laughs) oh um
0: we had, I just have to say, we had excellent weather. It was like 75 and sunny. Oh, did you pack the right like, things? I brought, I expected to be cold, so I mm-hmm. brought too much cold stuff. Oh, did um, you have any You know, office? I brought like long underwear, because I thought right. I was going to need long underwear.
1: And it was in the 70s, um, so that's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... um I bought t-shirts because, you know, I always need more graphic tees. Mm -hmm. And
1: uh, um, it was fine. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad you had good weather. That's wonderful. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was great. But back to setting ourselves up for success. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is such an important thing to do because it... It prevents you from having, like you, uh, from struggling from the beginning. And it makes things easier. And there's been some research, I, I should have looked this up, but it's something like um, you only have to make something, some small percentage, like 5% easier
1: to get started. Oh, wait. So that means if something is perceived as difficult, you don't want to start it. But if you make it only 5% easier, you're going to, you might start it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Like that could be enough to, that
0: is often enough to um, lower the resistance to be able to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. That is is a factor in this because you can lower the resistance by setting yourself up for success. And, you know, one of the best examples I have for that is if you want to exercise in the morning, set yourself up for success by laying out your exercise clothes the night before. Mm-hmm. And then, and that also sort of reduces the barrier to entry. So you get up, you could just put on your exercise clothes and then you're ready
1: to go. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes me think of my yoga practice and my many barriers to that. And I've um, done that in that I have in the in your room, our guest room, I, which is yeah, across yes. from my office, so it's near where I am all the time. I've there's a yoga mat at the ready, and mm-hmm. a place where my laptop goes, uh, the little cube at the next to the bed, and then I added just recently. I keep a uh, pair, pair, a third of yoga pants and oh, yeah. a yoga shirt in the room, so I don't even have to go upstairs and change my clothes. I can wow. just change them and just do it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, when I have that spare, it, it, I, if I, if I, what it seems to be shaken out that I do it at the end of the workday before I, I call my dad about six thirty, so before mm-hmm. that, and. Um, that's really helped, just having those two things where I don't have to unroute, unfurl the yoga mat. Or sometimes I'll think, I'll be upstairs and think, oh, I could use some bed- do some bedtime yoga, but I'm not walking downstairs and getting a yoga mat, so it doesn't happen. <laughs> um, I mean, because I'm not going downstairs and doing yoga either. But if I kept one right. upstairs, I could uh, do yoga to the TV before bed, maybe. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and so that's, you know, that's a small...
0: Um, that's a big barrier, which is actually really pretty fixable. Right. Exactly. Yep. But you wouldn't necessarily know it because at least I would be like, well, I shouldn't have to buy a second yoga mat. I should just be able to go downstairs and get my yoga mat or bring it up with me or, you know, whatever, or go downstairs and do yoga. But, you know, if you can get a second yoga mat and make it easier on
1: yourself, right
0: and that would be awesome
1: i have a second yoga mat um (laughs) it's just downstairs (laughs) so i just need to move it upstairs Uh, actually i just remembered i bought a travel yoga mat that's upstairs i just forgot about it so i do have a yoga mat in the chew room closet that i could just get out oh i'll have to do that um, but, yeah. but for me, really, the big deal was the, the clothes, the yoga clothes. Because yeah. I'll do yoga if, if, when I'm wearing pretty much anything because I don't get sweaty or anything. But sometimes yeah. you're much better off with yoga clothes. On <laughs> right. I'm <laughs> wearing a dress or something. So, um, yeah, that's been really nice.
0: That's awesome.
1: And I think there are lots of ways we all set ourselves up for success or could set ourselves up for success that we probably don't even think about. Yeah. So a lot
0: of it is, or at least one way to think about it is to look at the things you want to do or the things that you're sort of struggling with that you want to do. And, you know, what do you need to have in place to make it possible for you to do it? What do you need to have in place to make it easier for you to do it? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes... Like actually talking it through or writing it down and really slowing down the process um, so that you can get a better idea you can see more clearly you know where you can make it easier for yourself
1: I bet this is the kind of thing you help clients with all the time Yeah.
0: yeah and I'll tell you a lot of times it starts the night before oh do tell Well, in the if if it doesn't matter what you want to do in the morning or even, you know, at any point during the day, it's if it adds decisions, if there are decisions you have to make, then that makes it exponentially harder Mm -hmm. or more difficult to get started or complete. If you make the decision the night before and then do whatever you can do to set yourself up to do it with ease then you're significantly more likely to do it to actually do it
1: so like deciding what you're going to wear to work the night before right
0: deciding what you're
1: gonna wear to work right Um,
0: and I think sometimes too that if you do it at the end of the day that you're quicker to make choices even though you're tired, I mean, I think there's a little bit of a paradoxical thing happening there. Even though you're tired and you don't want to make a lot of decisions, it's somehow a little bit easier to do it because your brain isn't all fired up and
1: thinking of all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, right, that makes sense to me. That Especially if they're not big decisions. They're the right. little decisions. And let's just get it over with. Yeah, I'll just do it yeah. this way. and right. I, I will sometimes keep a list of if I'm going to a meeting or a client appointment the night before. I'll write down the things I want to make sure I take with me, so that I don't have to try to think of them in the morning. Mm-hmm. And um, well,
0: I, I and you could even go a list. And you could even go one step further and gather those things all together. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, even that doesn't always.
0: Uh, <laughs> doesn't
1: no, always I think, work for me, but yeah, I
0: think both things. I know yes. I did that. Uh, the, the other day I gathered everything and put it by the front door that I wanted to take with me Got in the car and
1: left it all behind. <laughs> oh Well, I can I uh, today when I left for my me- uh, Napo meeting I? Um, was so proud of myself because I stopped at the mailbox and mailed my postcards and then I realized I had left a gift I had a gift for somebody that I wrapped that morning. I remember to do that went home to get it couldn't find it anywhere <laughs> <laughs> so I had, I had it was so I figured it was in the car. It wasn't, and it, I had put it down to pick up my postcards and put oh. stamps on them, and then somehow picked everything else up but that. <laughs> and oh. uh, anyway, I eventually found it, uh, but at one point it was with everything else. <laughs> it just right. got separated from its friends. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. The more we can do the night before, uh, yeah. And I was thinking about how just having a place where you put your keys is setting yourself up for success yes so many people can't find their keys in, in the morning when they're trying to leave
0: yes yes yeah, my keys go and I, I have a whole little key system I think you've
1: seen it <laughs> I have seen it though I haven't analyzed it but I was impressed by what I saw
0: yeah so I have um, I have these three little um, carabiners and and three different colors. And it just so happened, Mike thought these were cute and bought them for me. Um, They they weren't purchased for this reason. And then they just happened to work out that well. But so on one, I have um, my house key and the key to my mom's apartment. On another one, I have um, the keys for the apartment that I use as an Airbnb. And on the And then on the third one, I have my, um, uh, keys for my bicycle because it has keys for the, it has a built-in lock and then I have another lock and then, um, there's a key for the battery. Mm -hmm. So, and then those all will clip onto the car key of whatever car I'm driving, and then so, if I just need my house key, I can just take oh, my house mm-hmm. key. If I need, if I'm taking my bike, I
1: can grab my house key and my bike keys and clip them together. Yep. So your house key is with your key to your mom's apartment, and so you take your mom's apartment with you always. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Right. Yeah. That is a good system. That's a great system.
0: And so there, it's always right there. Yeah. I love it. And, and Mike I, wanted I, to borrow my bike the other day. And he's like, where are the keys? I said, they're on the orange carabiner on my hook. And he just walked over and found them.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also, Mike bought you carabiners because he thought they were cute. That's, yeah. that's just so sweet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> to me, that's the takeaway. Have a husband like Mike who sees <laughs> cute carabiners and buys them for you. Um, yeah. Now, that's a great system. That's, that's terrific. And, you know, so many people don't have any I mean don't they don't have anything remotely near a system. They don't have a place where they actually always put their keys. Just having that is a step in the right direction. Yeah. And you've taken it to the next level.
0: Yeah, well because I walk a lot, ride my bike, drive the car, drive a different car and so I you know, I didn't want to have be moving keys back and forth, you know, I didn't want to carry all my keys at once. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, want to and be like I,
0: school custodian. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> a I was question. thinking of uh, Schneider. Oh, from, Schneider,
1: right. Remember <laughs> Schneider from
0: Old Time One Day at a Time? Yeah, I, there's right. a new One Day at a Time, and I yeah, think there's I, a
1: Schneider on it, too. Yeah, I think so. I don't know Maybe. if he has the big keys, though. <laughs> I don't either. I actually watched that show once or twice, and it was very enjoyable, the, the new one. Yeah. I loved the old one when I was a kid. Right. So you don't yeah. want to be that person. You just want to have the right keys with you yeah yes we keep a a set of keys that's um just got the front door and the back door key we have four doors right to our two family house so there's a lot of Mm -hmm. keys but just one uh, that we keep for dog walking that lives by the front door because otherwise we go out the back door when we because our garage is behind our house so having it just a set that's the dog walking key is very handy because it's lighter and so forth yeah yeah that's great yeah, so um, that is a way to set your, that's a great way that you set yourself up for key success, Shannon. And it really what you've done is um, eliminated a, a lot of frustrations that could happen. Yeah. looking for your key or having too many keys or whatever.
0: That's right. And occasionally I'll walk in if I'm carrying something. And I won't hang my keys up right away, like especially Mm -hmm. if I'm carrying something that I carry like straight up to my office or my bedroom Mm -hmm. and I'll set my keys down somewhere. And then it's like, uh, I don't even know where they can be
1: later because it's like they're always on the hook. Where can they be? (laughs) Right yeah they're like your world's turned upside down because your keys aren't yeah. where they're supposed to be I know I was right. busy thinking like it feels like your key thing maybe should be closer to your front door but there isn't a place for it is there
0: no, no. it's so it's got, fine where it is you've it's got just, a great thing yeah. going
1: yeah
0: yeah um, yeah I mean yeah. I, I I don't hang them up there maybe once every three months right so it's not like <laughs> yeah. it's not that big of a deal Um, But I do want to share that something I did last night to set myself up for success this morning. I had to go to the DMV this morning. Mm -hmm. And so last night I got all the paperwork together. I had to go for two different things and I had it all together and I had it in a folder and I had it sitting on my desk so that. Um, I could get up and be out the door early for me and at the DMV when it opened at 8.
1: Oh, that's excellent. And you weren't, like, rushing around, feeling pressure, thinking about the line that was going to be forming if you didn't get there and trying to find that stuff.
0: Yeah. I just picked it up and went, and I just had everything they, I, they have a weird system at our DMV. You get a number, and then you wait in line to talk to the information person, and then they tell you, you know, if you have the right form or what form you need to get, mm-hmm. and then you go sit and wait for someone. And
1: um, oh, they were so screaming. there
0: was... Yeah, so there was a moment where I was, like, a little worried that I didn't have everything I needed. And I just looked, and it was all in order, and it
1: was all right there. I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> did they give you a gold star? They should have. You were probably the most organized uh, customer that day. Right. <laughs> I, I
0: did not get a gold star, but I did get to go to the shorter limited service
1: line. Oh, so it's a good system. Yeah. It sounds like they have a good system there. Yeah, oh. it
0: works pretty oh, that's well. excellent. Um but yeah so so you know these are a lot of ways that you can set yourself up to be successful but another
1: part of this is knowing what success means. Right. Yeah, it's like I always say you can't finish something if you don't know what the finish line is. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, in some in
0: some ways it's it's relatively easy to know like You know, going to the DMV, success is going to the DMV and taking care of the problem. Um, You know, doing yoga, success may look different depending on the day. So, you know, you might have like sort of what counts
1: as your baseline success. Right. Yeah, I was just thinking about the fact that I routinely ask clients, "What what does success look like today? So that it makes them think about it, and it helps me mm-hmm. know what we're working toward, and my team members know what we're working right. toward. Right. And um, it's really nice to be able to visualize it. Yeah. Especially, I mean, we're talking about a decluttering session because sometimes my client's vision for success is different from mine, and um, usually it means that they, usually we want to take it to another level that maybe they're not interested in or don't want to spend the money to get to or with our time mm-hmm. or whatever. Um but yeah, so so being in touch with that is really important. Right. Yeah, and the and one of the questions I ask my
0: clients is um after we've figured out what it is that they want,
1: was like, "How will you know?" Ooh, yeah. Cuz you're doing internal and, work. Yeah. That's not visible right sometimes yeah oh that's interesting what kind of answers do you get
0: um a lot of times it is it's a feeling it's a it's often a feeling of um of it may be excitement but for most people the feeling that they're after is this feeling in their chest of like being able to breathe easily and like maybe a little bit tingly or something, but mm-hmm. to just, you know, I, I guess I would describe it as maybe just an alive feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And well, it can also go of, to... What's that? Oh, I was going to say, you do a good job of helping them identify that so that they know it when they feel it. Yeah. And so, and
0: the, I also... Like to take them through all aspects of, you know, how will you know is how will you feel? What will you be hearing? What will you be saying? What will you be um, seeing? And to sort of run through all of your senses Mm. so that you get kind of a complete picture so that you know success when you experience it.
1: Oh, that's terrific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and the, and I think it's important too to recognize that it's nice to have, you know, sort of the I don't know what you wanna call it, like the baseline or the minimum, you know, what's the what's the least amount that counts
1: mm-hmm.
0: as success and then, you know, maybe what is what is optimal and then maybe even one more level of like like what's sh- like if Wildly successful, just so you sort of have that range. So there's something that you're um, reaching for, and there's a way that you know you can reach success no matter what.
1: Okay, I love that. Um, so, right, because if you just said, What is success? and success, of course, that hit the ballpark, out of the park level of success is, is success. But if that's right. going to be really hard to achieve, you're not setting yourself up for success by not yeah. identifying more of a um, baseline or um, acceptable standard of success uh, that will make you still f- make you feel good. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then I like the idea of having that middle level as well. Yeah. yeah. So that's it
0: gives cool. you it gives you you know sort of a, a trajectory to experience success. Mm, yeah and I think too that um, the the idea of success can change from day to day so having that sort of knowing that in advance there may be a day when you are feeling really inspired and you can get closer to that top level and there are a day where you know you' you're not feeling so great or you don't have a lot of time or something and so you just want to do something and having that baseline so you do something that counts lets you feel like you are still successful
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's a fluid success can be fluid
0: right yeah right but i think it bears repeating what you said that um if you have too big of a Reach of what your idea for success is that is not setting yourself up for success.
1: Right. Yeah, we wouldn't want the takeaway here to be that you need to be able to visualize winning an Oscar in order to feel successful if you're auditioning for a small town theater troupe. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> that one struggled its way out of my brain just then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, but we're you know in that to to take that example a little further. It might be just going to the audition. That is your first level of success, which is a huge success if you're
0: right. thinking
1: about getting started in acting. Yeah. Uh, cool.
0: Yeah. So,
1: um, anything else to say about setting yourself up for success? You know, I feel like it's. it's um, some of the stuff that you shared, Shannon, is for me thought-provoking and and will be really useful. I really dig the idea of having sort of benchmarks for three different levels of a or, or a trajectory, as you said, to help you measure success. And also, you know, when I think about like something like a, if you're evaluating success in your career, I mean, there's little things, there's big things, but yeah, um, as you're. So like in my work or your work, we've been doing this a long time. Uh, The level of the measure of success can change, but we still want to keep feeling successful so we we don't have to um, be always hitting for the top level of success. Having those midlines is so important. God, I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm rambling, but I really find this really helpful.
0: Yeah, no, you're not rambling at all. It's it's useful for me to hear you... um, To sort of talk it through and it reminded me of one other thing is that a lot of times people will say what they don't want Mm -hmm. as opposed to what they want and it's really important to um, figure out what you want so you know like you might have someone who says I don't want a messy house or you know Mm -hmm. I don't want this or I have clients who will say you know Uh, I don't wanna procrastinate or um, I don't want to feel bad when I have to market my business. Um, And that can be a starting point but that's not gonna get you where you wanna go.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So keep moving from that point to discover what it is you really want so you can understand what success means so then you can back up to figure out how to set yourself up for success
1: great yeah it's a very good point about moving towards something not away from something yeah yeah well if you don't have anything else no well, I don't
0: think I do all right well then we would love to hear from you our listeners um, how do you measure success and what in what ways are you setting yourself up for success? Um, you can leave a comment on the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com. Uh, you can um, uh, contact us on social media. I, can't, I was reading this note and I was like, wait, it says ask to share with a friend. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that part. <laughs> it's always been there. I know <laughs> but you can contact us on social media uh, we're on Twitter Facebook and Instagram and those links are on our website you can also search for getting to good enough and then yes please do share us with a friend <laughs> tell a friend about um, our this podcast and um, perhaps more importantly help them. Uh, figure out the easiest way for them to listen to the podcast so you don't just tell them about it and then they get frustrated because they don't listen to podcasts and they don't know how to do it Um, you can leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE that's 4843 but for now this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland
1: Oregon and Janine Adams in St. Louis Missouri And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you.
0: I'm a little out of practice. That was very rambly ending.
1: (laughs) It was great.